this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Huzzah! Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and uh, this guy. Me, the guy that just found out that my beard is that of a mortal woman and the and Zeus. So your beard is demigod, Jason Smith. <laughs> Jason Smith, that's right. Your beard is demigod. <laughs> What's up, Jason? Well, no, um, I just wanted to, I'm just excited to be on the pod. You know, uh, Stuck at Home is the pod where that tells you where, about all the shows we love and want you to love. Yeah, plus we download you on the streaming wars, what to stream and where to stream it. Well, and uh, I want to ask you what you're watching today, but first I want to let you know, mm. I'm watching Blood of Zeus. Blood of Zeus, tell me about this. Blood of Zeus is a new animated show mm-hmm. on uh, Netflix. It's uh, it's uh, in the top 10 right now, but it's a, it's another retelling of the Greek Greek god stories and some of the mythology there. It's uh, it stars a character named Heron who isn't actually a part of the Greek. Uh, I know who Heron is lore. It's he's not there. He's not there. He doesn't exist. He's not real. He does. He's not. He's not. He's uh, he's a mathematician, in uh, in regular Greek stuff. But in, look up uh, Heron. And yeah, it, I I did. Uh, and, and so Heron. Say that again. Look up Heron. I did. I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. He said it like a mean girl. I did. I said it like David. Yeah, I did. I, did. I said it like David from uh, uh, from Schitt's Creek. Yeah, Heron's not a, a, nice. a, a Greek hero, so to speak, in the in the traditional sense. Um, Mathematician, right? Yeah, but this is him as a son of Zeus, um, and the uh, and a, why a daughter of a mortal, like kind of like Heracles was, and a lot of uh, some of the, a lot of the Greek gods. Yeah, demigods world. That's called the demigod, though the god, the son of a god and a mortal is a demigod. Yeah, sometimes, not no, always. Well, no, really? Not always. Not always. Is that true? No, that's true. So uh, uh, that would Teach that me. works for Hercules, but it doesn't work for Achilles. It doesn't work for a lot of there. There are some that are considered demigods. That's a it's a very special place. Um, but in general, it doesn't necessarily mean that they um, a lot of times that, that's who that they, they take. But it's uh, it's not. I'm a huge fan of the Greek mythology and I, I, I do a lot of this stuff. So, yeah. So wait. So is it because I am, too. At least I thought I was. Uh-huh. So is the demigod, then I wonder, is it if the god acknowledges that you're his offspring, then maybe yeah. you're a demigod? Well, it's, you know, the technical term for a demigod is, uh, is uh, god with anything. So, like, if it's god with centaur, it could be a demigod centaur. If it's god with, uh, with Medusa or Gorgon, a demigorgon god, it can be, and it can be with humans, but it's not always true. So you would, you'll see... Um, You'll see some heroes not actually recognized as demigods, but just as mortal heroes in a lot of um, a lot of mm-hmm. Greek stories, um, right. even though they they have the blood of Zeus in them. He, <laughs> blood he of was Zeus. the guy, Zeus, and that's why this is a really fun show. Mm-hmm. Zeus is the man, right? This is, Zeus is the guy that sneaks into your house, 
dresses like your husband, uh, treats you right, then leaves, and then your husband comes back all mean, and you're like, what? I thought you were nice now. And he's like, nah, bitch, I'm mean. And then, <laughs> and then he comes saying, back. What and about saying, earlier? I wasn't here earlier. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So mm. it's a little bit of one of those stories, but it's uh, <laughs> so far so good. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rape story. No, well, no, <laughs> I mean, well yeah, in a way, but it is. But it, it, in a way, there's, the, there's, there's definitely an aspect of that in a lot of Greek mythology, except in mm. these particular instances, the person that's, the, you know, in that, that side of this thing is generally the nicer of the two people, and it's the other person that's actually the, 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 the real husband, the cuck who's the rapist, in a weird mm. sort of way. They're the pe- person forcing themselves on the person. There's oh, definitely a lot of weirdness in Greek mythology, and I don't want to get into all that stuff because it's a whole different show that we no, don't No, no, do. let's not. But um, let's but not. the reason I bring it up and I want to talk about it before we bring on Scott is because I think that there's a really interesting phenomenon with Netflix. This is not a show that should be number two most watched in Netflix, and not because it's not good yes. or because it's not quality, because who watches anime like the whole country doesn't did we before netflix no we didn't like not everybody's sitting there watching dragon ball z or or uh you know why the last man or this kind of stuff but because it's international but now it's international and well and the, the netflix charts we see are u.s based right and so we're seeing top on netflix for u.s and these shows are appearing because they're just part of netflix and people are giving them a shot like it's a really interesting thing that netflix can do and to elevate just about mm. any show or genre if they're they're featured in Netflix. Right. It's all about featuring it in the algorithms. Yep. And they can basically pick what they want. Well, this really started. Well, we oh let you do you want to bring Scott on to yeah, talk I do. about this? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So why don't we do that? So so let's not get any further into this streaming stuff uh, until we bring on our producer and uh regular guest, Super Mr. Streaming Expert. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Super streaming expert, Mr. Scott Porch, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. What's up, buddy? Uh, first of all, real quick, for everybody hey who can't see, um, I have seen Scott a couple times today, and Scott has a nice, clean-looking, super sexy hairdo that yeah. he didn't have earlier today. But today, when I saw him earlier, he looked like Scott from the corn, and now he looks like... Malachi. Yeah, yeah. now he looks <laughs> he's looking smooth, looking sexy, looking for like he's ready to... He, yeah, he looks like he's ready to sell me Apple products. First haircut since <laughs> February. Congratulations. How do you nice. feel? I feel like I've lost two pounds. It's, it was so much hair. It was, it was, I, was glad to, I was glad to get that out of here. Right. So, so Scott, we, we got a lot to talk about today. I, I, um, I bring up the blood of Zeus because of, you know, what we were talking about just now. It's just I think it's really interesting. Not everything hits. You know, we had the, the Duncan Trussell show that didn't really go anywhere, never really hit the top ten, even though it was featured pretty well. But this one seems to be striking a chord. Have you had a chance to check out Blood of Zeus at all or heard anything? I haven't. That was, in fact, I, I didn't realize you were going to bring me on. I had just started to text you. Blood, this Blood of Zeus shows how Netflix is basically like the big three broadcast networks in the 80s. It's like if they put it on everybody's front page, it has maximum awareness. And 
you know, they they could have done that with Sarah Cooper. They could have done that with the holiday movie. But, you know, right now it's this animated Zeus thing. And they can create a pop culture phenomenon by how many home screens, uh, uh, you know, they make something uh, not just available on, but driving awareness on. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, it's a real phenomenon. We kind of saw this happen with uh, Cobra Kai. Um, we saw this with you. We've seen this with a bunch of different shows that right. I, I, I've, I think I've actually texted Scott as like, why the hell is, uh, Zo- uh, what is that? Um, don't mess with the Zohan from uh, oh, Adam Sandler, Sandler from right. long, long time ago. Like, why is that number four on the stream? He's like, well, they just <laughs> released it on Netflix and now it's big again. Right. Or it was, I think it was a thousand words I asked you about from Eddie Murphy uh, was the one I was like, yeah. there's no reason for this that. to even be the part of the top a hundred. No one at Netflix has told me this, but one reason I think things sometimes pop in that second, third, fourth day is that that Netflix has like 24, 48 hours of data where it knows how quickly people are getting through things. And so they say, oh, this one's a banger. Let's go wide. And I, I think that's something that, uh, you know, that you're, you're starting to see more and more where, you know, Netflix A-B tests, you know, everything, features, content. And, you know, they, they might have seen in this that there was a really high rate of people going quickly through it and just said, you know, this one's got potential to go wide. Let's go wide. So do you think so you think it's probably algorithm based? Because, OK, so, yeah, you know, we, I'm thinking about TikTok. So the way TikTok works is basically it sends the, uh, a video if you make a video to a small group of about 100 people. And if those 100 people like it or if there's enough of a playthrough on it it sends it out wider to a thousand people. And if a thousand people like it, it sends it to 10,000 and up and up basically. And that's user generated content. Do you think there's something similar where it puts this on a few home screens and then if those test well, it starts broadening it until it's, it's big. Yeah. I mean, Netflix is gathering all of that same data and, you know, the biggest thing Netflix has, I mean, in addition to, you know, I mean, they've got 200 million, almost 200 million worldwide subscribers now is they've got the data from all of those subscribers. So they, they know over years of, of, of doing this, what works and what doesn't. So they've been able to refine their process of figuring out how people get through, you know, uh, a movie or what people watch next or, you know, how quickly they get from the first episode to the second episode of the series. And so they've got tons of data. And when something breaks through, the, you know, the, they know. And I, I have noticed a lot of times I look at the top 10 film and TV every day and very often it's two days and three days after something comes out when it jumps up to number one. You know, I wonder, as we're talking about this, I wonder if it's a, you know, a problem in the making, you know, which leads us to the, you know, the old days of records and payola, right? So now let's say I have a show and I know if Netflix is going to play it, it's going to get, you know, number one and I'm going to make all this money. So Netflix, all right, I'm going to give you this much money to put it on or, or do they just have too much money to even think about this or can it filter down to the lower levels? I mean, it's hypothetical, but it brings, I think it's an interesting idea. Except that that's not how Netflix pays. Nobody, the people that Netflix, I mean, Netflix makes a lot of its own, uh, uh, you know, titles now, but the people that it pays the titles to, they don't know. You mean they don't know how big their shows are, right? You know. No, but wait, let uh, me interrupt for a second. Uh, and uh, I don't like to interrupt, but I, before I forget, it's like the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing. It's hold on, both of you. Wait, hold on. Go ahead. Yeah, people like it. Okay. I don't interrupt. 
Okay, good. Have we gotten that now? <laughs> and I forgot what I was going to say. No, it's like the Olympics. It's like the, I really love you though. It's like the Olympics, like where, you know, you have a guy who's going, you know, the, the, the head of acquisitions for Holland, you know, and the head of acquisitions for Holland has to buy 18 shows and movies for Netflix. Well, they have to pick those movies. So now people are coming at him and courting them and saying, all right, I'm going to give you a hundred extra K if you make sure you buy our movie and make it a Netflix original. So, you know, can content suffer? We're going to get see crappier stuff because they can put it in the algorithm. I'm just it's saying. hard to game 200 million accounts. I mean, yeah. there's Netflix is now so big and has such a data advantage over its suppliers and its competitors that it's very, very difficult to game the content, you know, well, that's I, on Netflix. I, I would think that too. I mean, the, the, the difference between stuff on network broadcast and this uh, truly is ad sales, right? The purpose of the content. The purpose of the content on Netflix is to bring more subscribers to the, the platform. Right. It doesn't, they don't re, they, they care what's big hits because they care what drives subscribers, but there's probably data that says this show is a bit, you know, and this happens in regular TV and this is one of the problems they had with uh, Game of Thrones actually for HBO. A lot of people watch it, not everybody's subscribing because of it, right? And so you can spend all that money on that one show and you're hoping that you get people that subscribe but it doesn't necessarily drive it. So those numbers in the, 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 the rating system helps us, but it doesn't necessarily, um, isn't their, their number one consideration for, for renewing no. the show. No, and this Zeus series, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't have access to any of this data, but I'm going to guess this <laughs> Zeus series is probably not that big with like people who subscribe to the service today. It's not the reason you subscribe. It's, right. it's what you're watching today if you're a two three four five eight year subscriber because that's what they're showing you today but that's probably not the kind of original that's making you sign up if that's why you're you know if if, if you're signing up for the service today it's probably for some other reason you're probably watching it because mandalorian hasn't come out yet and it's the only card wait available. before that's you get new. into mandalorian or, wait <laughs> <laughs> or you're a TikToker and the Sarah Cooper, I, I'm sure that had was part of the motivation of of putting, you know, a Sarah Cooper special on Netflix this week was let's go after the younger sort of TikTok uh, mm -hmm. viewing crowd who knows who she is and let's give them a 52 minute special to watch. Let's draw in that younger right. crowd. Well, that's actually pretty interesting you say that because there's also another show I think geared towards uh, the younger generation of the YA that came out this week, uh, Grand Army, mm -hmm. um, which also is, you know, it's it's definitely, I actually have been enjoying the show. I don't think that you guys have probably checked it out quite yet, but it's uh, it's out of uh, Ontario, Canada. And I really like this one, and it's, but it's it's definitely built like as a kind of a, not Breaking Bad, but more of an, a, more of an adult themed teen show, something that's kind of hits with the teens in a, in a darker way um, that I really like um, that probably is hitting that same time. And it's, it's ranked in the U.S. I think it was third or fourth last time mm -hmm. I looked. So it's it's doing really well. There's a, I don't remember the title of it, but there's a, 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 a sort of a, a rom-commy sort of uh, Gen Z series that's coming in the next couple of weeks that I, I think is probably going to do really well too. These, but, but what what we aren't saying is that these huge hits, you know, and, and I think that this, this rating system does help Netflix because they're able to then go do their marketing and promotion to all the non-subscribers because they've heard of these big shows. Oh, I want Umbrella Academy. I want, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then like, oh, well, if you want it, you got to come over here. Yep. 
Absolutely. That is true. And, and speaking of, as we kind of move into content and more about this stuff, because I want to get to Peacock too, um, you guys see the, they just announced a price increase for Netflix. Dollar? Mm-hmm. Yep. How much? A couple bucks. Uh, I think it's like a dollar in the medium tier and a couple of dollars in the higher tier, depending on which one you subscribe to. Yeah. So it's. There are tiers on Netflix? Sorry. Oh, There's yeah. the basic plan, which is an SD plan um, that is like eight to nine dollars a month. Um, and then there's an HD plan. So if, I don't know why anybody's still on SD, but if there's people watching in 480p, for yeah, for phones, <laughs> or yeah, you're just like, you know what? I just like this. Uh, I'd like uh, my cathode ray uh, TV. There's an HD plan, which I'm sure where most people are, that's uh, 11, moving from 11 to 13. And then the, the, the premium wow. plan, which is the 4K plan with, you know, three, being able to share it with three or four people that's going up to about eight, $16 to $18. Um, but you can share the third, the one that's going up to 13 as well for two, two, I think, or two. four. I can't remember. Yeah. The, the top one is four, right? Yeah. The top yeah. one's four. So it's not huge, but this is what's really interesting about this to me. When we start talking about 16, 18, $19, we're, we're really running the line against what, you know, and it's hard to find these, but it is possible if you actually call the, the services to a basic cable package, a basic like mm-hmm. top 30, uh, cable package on, on streaming or on, on, uh, on cable. So that's basically Netflix is kind of positioning itself at that top tier as your only. Yeah. The only thing you need, get an Apple TV and Netflix and you can just hole up. Yep. Taco maniac. You got a question real quick while we're, while we're doing this. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's what they said, but now yeah. we don't know the question. And I think you're seeing HBO max and, and, mm. and Peacock and, and what you're going to see from CBS uh, All Access when it changes to Paramount Plus early next year, they're looking at that very broadcasty sort of model too, where it's you know a little you know a little bit for mom, a little bit for dad, a little bit for the kids. Right, but they're also saying you know because that's what if you want HBO, it's eighteen nineteen dollars a month. So they're saying, and and really the truth is they they offer much more than HBO. Mm-hmm. They should actually be more a month than HBO. Technically, you could argue. I don't, I don't disagree with the pricing. I think it's a, just an interesting play because what you're really mm-hmm. doing is you're setting up Netflix. And, and like uh, uh, Great Catsby said, um, it's only an 8% increase over, over the last two years. But it is putting you in an interesting position because you, you, know, you have these tiers of, uh, of stuff where you got $3 tiers, $4 tiers, $6 tiers, and 18 So basically what right. you're calling, what Netflix seems to be doing in my mind is, is establishing itself as basic cable. This is your baseline. Everybody has to have Netflix. You can have Netflix and Hulu, Netflix and, and Peacock or something, but Netflix, they're trying to right. situate as kind of your baseline premium streamer. Jason, do you, know who, do you know who Great Catsby on Twitter is? No. That's, that's a must-watch Netflix edition host and frequent uh, stuck-at-home guest, Brandon, Brandon Katz. Katz. Jesus, why am I putting that, giving that guy more airtime? I know, like, all we do is give him airtime. I mean, I love him, though. He's great. I love him so much. I'm just and, and that Phil Rosenthal interview, that's good stuff. So, so It's good, yeah. yeah. I, I was listening to it for everything the third time this morning. No, yeah, everything really those good. guys do, Brandon and uh, Gene, they're, they're really must-watch so Netflix edition. So, all right. And I like his little commentary because we got the Observer, like, you know, info coming uh, on the crawl. All right. Jason, you're doing excellent, by the way. Oh, thank you. Like Thank you me. need that from me. <laughs> like I will smell. Are you interrupting you. me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so, but let's okay. get back to this. But I, I do. I, I think that the price increase is not so terrible. Yeah. 
But you're right, Jason. It's the baseline. It's right. like Netflix and one other thing if you can afford it. Well, well, and that's well, that's the thing. You know, a lot of these things are trying to stay competitive with the under ten dollar basically crowd. And maybe there's a couple twelve dollar no ad ad free zones. But this is this is the first one that's really gonna it's gonna break twenty within the next couple of years. It'll be the first one that really establishes itself as a, you know, monthly like like I you know and I I don't mean this and this is the weird CEO you know living in L A kind of guy <laughs> like this is. It, it, before it's like the one latte cost, right? You this cost, you know, it's one latte for a, a <laughs> streaming service for a month. But now we're talking a movie ticket, right? You know, and we're we're talking a little bit of a higher price point that isn't doesn't feel like if you, if you're missing twenty dollars from your account, it's a lot easier to notice than a five dollar monthly reoccurring. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, Jason, that's where- you may have a different read on the difference between the HD tier and the four K tier. I go back and forth between the two kind of to compare them periodically, but on a 55 inch and 65 inch TVs that I have, I don't notice the difference that much between 4k and HD. Most people, I would say 95% of America will notice no difference between the two, especially because you have to sit the, the way H 4k works is you have to have a TV. That's about 60 to 65 inches and you'd have to be sitting like three or four feet away from it. Right. That's, that's when 4k really doesn't work. And you have to have it tuned properly. Yeah. And you have to have it tuned properly, but you have to, you, you basically have to sit very close to a very big TV. Um, you, you know, once you start going to that hundred inch, you can be back a little bit, but in general, that's, you know, that's projector size. Most people won't notice because their eyes aren't good enough and they're sitting, most people sit a lot further back from their television than they realize they're supposed to. Um, you know, yeah, and the bed. reason these TVs look beautiful and seem to be so exciting in the, um, Sure. In the in the stores in the big box stores is because they're letting you st- walk right up to them. You're you're actually yeah. watching TV from a foot away. Of course, it looks stunning. You take it. You you compare that same TV against another 1080p TV, and you're standing six feet back. You couldn't tell the difference between the two. I have the I have the 4K only because I share my Netflix with my parents, um, and my my parents in law. So we need all four of those. Uh, simultaneous streams. You have it for the multiple yeah. people, not for the 4K itself. I think that's probably true of most it? people that have the upper the upper t- package is is for the is for mm. the simultaneous streams. Yeah, I agree. But but do you still watch stuff in 4K? You Jason? don't really have a choice. Oh, okay, that's how it goes. Yeah, it just kind of does it. Wait, do you lose other things or they just say that's not available to watch in 4K? It just doesn't. You- Some things are not. It'll show you the little logo on the screen. It'll either say mm-hmm. HD or 4K. And even some of their originals, depending on when they made it, some of the originals are not even in 4K. Yeah. Right. But still, you know, they are positioned now. What they say? 195 million, you guys, uh, uh, worldwide subscribers. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, this is a, a cult times, uh, you know, organized religion. Yeah. Same. All right, no one's got anything to that. <laughs> <laughs> that just that just landed flat. <laughs> oh no! I mean, it's a, it's a huge. I mean, it's a huge uh, uh, kind of interface with everything, you know. And that's, I think that's what's beautiful about it. I, I don't have a problem with this kind of kind of collection. I mean, in my perfect world, everything's available to everybody, and there's no, you know, these yeah. platforms are not the limiter. Unfortunately, that's just never going to be the case because you can't get everybody to just agree and and mm-hmm. and have that flat fee type structure and let it work for everybody. But, you know, well, like, go yeah. ahead. This is purely, I was going to say about Netflix, this is purely subjective and, and, and anecdotal. And I don't necessarily think all that representative of other viewers, but 
I, me personally, I find less and less that I want to watch on Netflix relative to other services. I'm, I'm seeing less that interests me on Netflix here lately. That's interesting, Scott. I got to tell you, I'm not going to argue with you. And it's interesting because if you have to choose one, you might choose Netflix. But then if you were stuck with only Netflix, you'd really be missing a lot. Well, HBO Max's film catalog is unparalleled. I mean, I spent a lot. I spent a lot of time just oh, uh, Brandon saying bullish on HBO Max long term. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, I, I am too. Me too. Their film catalog is unparalleled. I mean, I, I was sitting down just looking through some films. I had not seen Cats yet and wanted to see the cockroach scene in Cats and just like watched that part and I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting, and then went <laughs> on to something else. But it's like. They've got everything, and that's not even a Warner film. That's a Universal film. So they've they've aggressively gone out and built a really phenomenal film catalog. Yep, I agree, and I, I think that you guys are right. I, I think what Netflix has right now is a lot of good name recognition. For us, we've seen a lot of the things that are on there, um, and it's tougher for us. But in general, with Netflix, I think what they do offer is a, a very interesting worldwide catalog, and I'm starting to very – I'm very excited and happy to see a lot of these international shows. And that's kind of my, that's my new flavor right now is I like to watch, I'm watching things that aren't American. Um, and that's a place where you can kind of go to get those, I think in general, but it, you know, like you said, my first, you know, it's one of those things where my first choice now is HBO max. I look there first, if there's something new there and, um, and there, you know, and then second we'll go to Netflix. I also am a big fan of, of prime, but not because of their, I just like prime because you, that's the one place you can go on any box and actually order something. You can actually buy yeah. a video if you don't have something you want. Right. I, I go, you know where I go first? I go right to the Apple TV logo to see like what's up in my up next. Yeah. Mm. Like, you know, AMC plus the gangs of London will come up there. You know, I'll get oh. different things that are connected to that. But then when I jump from there, the first place I go is Hulu. Yeah, you talk about international shows and and what's on Netflix and what's on other services. And I think, you know, the three of us are watching a lot of the same stuff. But, yeah, the most exciting shows to me right now are Tehran on uh, Apple TV Plus, Gangs of London on uh, AMC Plus. I mean, those are probably the the two shows I'm most excited about right now. Agreed. I think I think Tehran is uh, as good as the first season of Homeland. Oh yeah! When I when I saw it, it's really something special, and the season finale is uh, on Friday night. Hey, Steph. Tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah. What did I say? Well, I was thinking tonight at midnight is when. No, no, no! I don't know what I said. (laughs) I wasn't being a dick. Yeah. (laughs) Did I say Monday? Those are great. I mean, and and what's you know? So you did you know? What you said? We had some Peacock news today too. Also, this Uh, one one we haven't really mentioned yet. Comcast reported uh, earnings this morning and uh, said Peacock now has 22 million signups, which is a little different than when we talk about subscribers with Netflix and HBO Max, because those are services that you pay for. But I mean, it's still pretty remarkable that 22 million people have signed up for, you know, for Peacock. It's a free service. There's a lot of stuff that's there. And the office is coming in January. So and I'm, I'm watching it some. How does that equate to data? Like, in other words, so you got 22 million signups. That's all about data. And how are they taking? Because this is what I what I get is that data is money. What I don't get is how they monetize the data. So when you see, like, when Disney reports earnings, they'll show they have a metric called average revenue per user, ARPU. And they'll show, like, for an advertising-supported 
service like Hulu, they'll show ARPU of like $5, $6 a subscriber from the ad revenue and then $5 or $6, you know, for the difference between the ad supported and the premium part. So, I, you know, that that's not necessarily what everybody's making, but, you know, you can kind of pull from that, that a, a really good ad supported streamer can make about five bucks a month off of you in ad revenue. And so that's a lot, you know, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a lot for one service in one month, you know, to generate, uh, times that times 22 sales. million. Yeah. yeah. And that's Peacock's business plan. You know I mean? That, that is Peacock's business plan is to, is to show you ads. Right. They were not really there to be subscriber based. Go ahead, Jason. No, I was just curious about um, with Peacock um, and that number. I, I just wanted to, I was just curious what 22 million means in comparison to, say, HBO or, you know, not necessarily. We know where Netflix is, and obviously it's been around a long time, but where it kind of lines up against Hulu and, uh, you know, and HBO. And, and I know their pay, so it's a little bit different, but is that on par with them or is that lower or higher? We're not going to know what it means for a while until the analysts have got more quarters of data and are able to sort of deduce from the advertising revenue and what's typical on other streamers as far as average revenue per user, how many users are actively using the service every month. So, I mean, I think it's just going to be a little while until we know. But, I mean, this is the future for Universal, just like HBO Max is for Warner and, uh, you know, Paramount Plus is going to be for Viacom CBS. I mean, the, the NBC Universal has focused everything on making Peacock work. They're, you know, uh, they're leveraging their Sky uh, shows, which is part of the same company. You know, Sky in UK is also owned by Comcast. Which is, where, which is where we get Gangs of London, correct? Right. You have to send me that link. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Sky. <laughs> I made Gangs of London, and if Peacock had been around a year ago, Gangs of London would probably be on Peacock. So, you know, their Peacock is going to get first crack at a lot of those shows going forward. The Office is coming in January. Uh, we've talked about, uh, you know, AP Bio before on this show that's, you know, season three is a Peacock exclusive. They're doing a lot of news. They've got an election hub. You know, you can watch uh, Meet the Press, you know, sometimes Sunday afternoon after it airs on ABC on Sunday morning. Uh, they're going to, like, the Morning Joe crew is going to do election night coverage on Peacock that's separate from the election night coverage that MSNBC is going to do. So, I mean, they're, they're pushing pretty hard you know they've got two late night shows you know larry wilmore's show and amber ruffin show that air on friday mm -hmm. night are exclusive to peacock so they're definitely trying to program it like something like a hybrid of old school nbc and a netflix like yeah well i mean they have service. that weird that weird like basically channel surfing that you can do where they actually have channels on peacock so it, which is weird to me like the first thing you do is you get onto like a yeah. like a hulu style live screen and you're like oh i'm just watching whatever episode of saturday night lives on this channel right now which i then I forget how to get like, to the wait, other side i can actually pick stuff <laughs> i don't you like those as a viewer i don't like those i know those are popular that's how pluto tv basically built its business around what they call live linear but they're not even really live it's just you know reruns of RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever but the right. the, the idea is that when you turn it on you're watching and Got that it. you don't have to sort of go through the decision making process Got it's it. just Got the it. way you used to click through cable channels you know you can now do a version of this on 
Peacock uh-huh. and other services. And I, it makes sense to me for live services. You know, I think Peacock has uh, the NBC News now, and then they'll have, you know, a couple of other things that are live. The Saturday Night Live uh uh, live thing actually makes a lot of sense to me because those sketches are, you know, three or four minutes long. So starting in the middle of something, you don't have to wait too long no. until you've got another I mean, one to watch. It kind of worked out for me because I ran into one. I was like, oh, I remember this. And it made me look. Oh, back yeah. Those have been, I've, I've watched that several times. Those have been great. Um, so I am, and this is just the question around Peacock. Um, you know, I know that uh, NBC Universal was only a my, uh, minority investor in Quibi, but has that, investment into Quibi created any, do you think that's created any sort of concern um, with their push towards Peacock? Because that obviously even a minority investment in that was a few hundred million dollars and it didn't really go anywhere. So I'd answer that a couple of different ways. Most of the major uh, entertainment media companies that invested in Quibi basically were getting the equivalent of their investment back in the content that they made for the service. So I, I don't remember exactly which film titles, you know, of the of the serialized things on Quibi were made by NBC Universal, but all of that stuff comes back. So you know what they paid into Quibi, they're basically getting back. Got and it. their originals and like that six sixty six on sixty sixty on six whatever that was called the the short version of sixty minutes that did for Quibi. There was an article in one of the trade magazines uh, mm-hmm. earlier this week that they're probably going to keep that in some form. And I had uh, an interview with uh, Andy Forsell and Decider at the beginning of this week, who's the head of HBO Max, and he told me in that interview that they're going to start putting more short form on the phone version of the HBO Max app so that like if you watch Lovecraft Country and you listen to the Lovecraft Country podcast, the, that is eventually going to be like a pop-up or something below the, you know, the end of the episode. Do you want to listen to the podcast now if you're on your phone? And they're probably going to do some shorter form things. I, I could easily imagine when the Snyder Cut next trailer or whatever comes out that they'll send out a, you know, an alert, just like what you see on YouTube or, you know, Twitter now, but that they'll actually do that right in the app because they're going to have a captive audience that's, that's interested in those shorter form things. And they want you to check in between watching their app at night. So you'll remember them. So I, I think Quibi was in a different business. I think Quibi was trying to get you to pay five dollars or eight dollars a month to subscribe to this new thing that you weren't familiar with and i I think that's just a different business than universe nbc universal or hbo trying to get you to watch new things on your mobile on a service you already subscribed to or in peacock's case a free service Mm -hmm. and 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 cliff i'll let you go after this one but uh what is is that where everybody's watching is, is this being watched from the majority of the stuff being watched from mobile? Uh, most of the metrics are about, uh, I think there was a new report out earlier this week. It was about 40% mobile. That seems high. I think most what uh, Andy Forsell from HBO Max told me that it was about two thirds living room, one third mobile. That seems so, right. Yeah. Somewhere between 35 and 40%. Sounds it's like. funny. It's, it seems right. But at the same time, I, I guess I live in a different bubble than everybody else does like literally in a bubble where I don't leave. And so the idea of 40% of it right now being watched on mobile just makes me scream. Like you're, you're stuck at home. 
<laughs> well, you got to remember too, there's pretty good survey data on Americans younger than like 22 years old. They don't mm-hmm. think of the TV any differently than their phone. I mean, they'll, yeah. they'll watch Except it when it comes too- to Quibi. Yeah, but that, well, but they don't want to pay for Quibi. That's that was what the thing about about Quibi was. If Quibi had been a free service and it had had the catalog that NBC Universal has, it would be Peacock, which has 22 million um, subscribers. So I think you know, I mean, to go back to Quibi, I, I think part of the failure was getting people to pay for something new, and um, you know, the you know Gen Z. 18, 17, 16 year olds, they'll watch a two hour movie on their phone with a TV turned off across the room. I mean, that, that's just a different market. So that's where a show like Euphoria uh, on HBO was a much bigger hit on on digital because younger viewers are, are, are who's watching that show. Yeah. I, I had a TV installed in my daughter's room when we first moved here. It didn't get plugged in until like a week ago. Yeah, she and, doesn't uh, care. No, we, well, I taught her how to, to, to do a Chromecasting, like to Chromecast something from a phone yeah. to her thing. So every once in a while she does it, but that's only when she's trying to watch two shows at the same time. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, in developing countries, you know, when uh, I think India has a, a, a lower price of Netflix and some other services specifically for the phone. So, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a lot of developing countries where mobile technology basically leapfrogged, uh, you know, wireline and broadband technology. That's what their entertainment is. It's, it's on their phone first. That's their main right. device. Right. Well, that's, I mean, India is almost to, at a point where there's, it's like one point something, like maybe 1.1 phones per person, right? Like yeah. India has, is at a place where not only does every single person have a, access to a phone, a lot of people have two or three and that's their own, but those are their devices. Like, so yeah. So that's where a lot of that 35 to 40% is coming from younger viewers and, and, you know, a lot of international viewers. Right on. Right on. Cliff, you got any questions for the man? Uh, no, I mean, you guys covered it really well. <laughs> so he's just kind of enjoying and listening and downloading. This is good awesome. stuff. No, this is good. Um, before we, we let you go, Scott, um, want to just talk about a couple projects that we've been working on together and as a team here at uh, the Stuck at Home team. Um, first is, we've and we talked to Brandon yesterday, must-watch Netflix edition. Must-watch, mm-hmm. colon, Netflix edition. Netflix edition. Exclamation point. Don't mess it up. Brandon, I got it right. Must-watch. <laughs> um, and then there's a new one. Cliff, I don't know if we've talked about this. I've been moonlighting on you for about mm-hmm. a day now. Tell me. Uh, I'm sorry to say. Um, I'm doing a... Uh, Mandalorian recap podcast with Dave Schilling called Must Watch Mandalorian Edition. Boom. Oh, cool. <laughs> no and idea. that starts, we recorded the first episode of that today. And that's a It'll preview or, or a review of season one of The Mandalorian, a kind of a preview of, of season two. And <clears throat> as soon as the editing is done, that'll go up probably tonight. It'll, it'll be up today, and then we'll be doing uh, new episodes um, every Friday. So right after the episode drops, we'll be doing a, a review. It's for the next seven to eight weeks while the you know while we watch through the Mandalorian show, and that'll evolve into something else that Dave's doing. But I wanted yeah. to get in there and talk some uh, Mandalorian. Get really into that. This last episode was good. We talk all about, or this first episode, we talk a lot about what's going on in the first um, first season, what happened. A little bit of the kind of behind the scenes stuff, a little bit of what we want to see coming up in uh, season two based on the trailers. And uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, must watch Mandalorian. 
with Dave Schilling and uh, a little bit of Jason. <clears throat> and and must watch Netflix edition with uh, Brandon Katz and Gene Bentley. And this this idea of must watch is really something Jason and I have been talking about for a long time. And a lot of the things we talk about on this show of of just you know, really two different kinds of shows, you know, one where we're really trying to find some navigation of services, and that's really what Netflix edition is. And then in other cases, you're just wanting a, a deeper engagement, uh, 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 like what the, the Mandalorian show is going to be. And it, it's kind of the two sides of what, you know, of what this show is, discovery on, on one side and, and sort of a yeah. deeper engagement on the other. But for and 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 just for the record, for all you out there going, what all this other stuff? We are still the flagship of all this stuff. We're talking about all the, all the different pieces, all the different technology. We're the ones talking about the craft and all those pieces. So this is kind of like, you know, we're stuck at home, but at the same time, we're part of this little family of shows that we're building around content uh, that really is to like just give everybody a little bit of what they want from from different people in our our new uh, stuck at home family and uh, our must watch family. Absolutely, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Scott. You look beautiful. Your your camera ah. looks great. I love the hair, but I also love the um, whatever whatever camera you got for, on your iPhone or whatever this is looks awesome. Look great. Just a just a plain old iPhone with the uh, bathroom light turned on. With good lighting, glow me perfect. up. Uh, you look beautiful. You glowed up real good. You glowed up and you glowed up and you glowed up. Oh, Swingers is on uh, HBO Max starting November first. I wanted to get That's that in I told there. You. Yeah. For all of you, uh, Jason and I have already discussed. We probably need to do a separate uh, episode on it. But yeah, my all-time favorite movie uh, is going to be on HBO Max starting November. Awesome. Awesome, brother. Well, all good right. to see you, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, right, guys. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah. All remember? right, that was informative. Yeah, all right. Yeah, no, I, there was a lot of stuff. It was just more like listening and understanding. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's well, that's actually rather interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's good to know. I think there's some interesting stuff going on out there. Um, and uh, I, I I think that this, this, you know, we talk about the streaming wars and all this stuff, but I, I really think that there is like this this critical mass piece that's going to hit here and it's going to be coming around pricing, um, mm. you know, which means you need to save money in other places. That's right. why I recommend going to MeUndies.com and using mm. offer code STUCK because <laughs> – if you saving 15% on underwear, that's, that's half a Hulu subscription. You can save half a Hulu subscription and get the softest, most comfortable underwear every month yeah. by, uh, by signing up for uh, MeUndies at MeUndies.com slash uh, stuck. Yeah. I feel like you said that now, so we're not going to say anything more. <laughs> you did the, the MeUndies.com slash stuck. I was like, that's very good. <laughs> I'm not going to argue. I mean, you know, get the membership, though. Especially, especially, excuse me, especially with the discount. Yeah. The membership is the way to go. Get the membership, get some soft on you, you know, wrap <laughs> up on you, get, get some soft on you. That's, that's, that's my new, that's my, uh, that's, that's my new, uh, kind of 2020 mantra. Just get some soft on you. You know, everything's <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, 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 it's rough out there. Get some soft on you. Yeah. Boom. Look at that. I am, you wouldn't know that I came from advertising at all. Huh? Look at me. <laughs> I just made us a billion dollar new idea. Fantastic. Me undies. 2020 is rough on you. Yeah. Get some soft on you. Get some soft on you. 2020. 2020. Get some soft on you. Meundies.com. Offer code stuck. How's that? Oh. <laughs> so we got, through yes, all, we got through lots of stuff today already. Yeah, we really did. Um, 
Um, I wanted to see there, you know, and, and we kind of gotten through a lot of what I, I would consider the news of today. Mm-hmm. There isn't a ton more news out there. The, the biggest thing I saw was the Netflix piece. And obviously we talked that Mandalorian's coming back um, and, and about the Peacock stuff. Um, I have a couple trailers to play if you're interested. Um, otherwise, um, we can get into uh, content. Uh, yeah, and I watched an interesting movie, so we could we could talk a little about that too. Um, uh, what trailers you want? There you well, go. I was going to play the. Uh, it's a real quick one, but um, we got a new, just a little special one for Halloween. If you're into it. Uh, yeah, sure, absolutely. What is it? I'm kind of interested now. Next Halloween, when the sun sets and someone is alone. Next Halloween. Halloween kills. Oh man, they're really not kidding. It is next Halloween. They don't mean Saturday. No, they don't mean Saturday. That's a bummer. (laughs) <laughs> watch that whole thing i'm like oh wait it's uh uh check my face okay i'll i will macy i will check my face. facebook message i can't do it now though yeah i don't think i can do it now no. um they make us wait a year in advance they already have that footage shot i mean when did they shoot it i'm sure that's been shot i'm sure a bunch of it was shot already um at, did you um we can get into it a little bit more but this is based off of the new kind of not reboot because it's based off the the original movie the john carpenter movie mm-hmm. this would be considered the third in a trilogy because they got rid of the you know halloween two through whatever were kind of taken out of the the continuity so this the the this the second the second one was halloween um came out last last year it was written by danny mcbride Mm-hmm. And uh, it was directed by, I believe that one was also directed by David Gordon Green. Mm-hmm. And so this is, would be the third in, the, 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 in a trilogy. Um, again, starting Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, did you get a chance to watch the, uh, the, the, the kind of the updated Halloween from, from last year? Uh, yeah, 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 I saw What that. do you think? What do you think of the... the, the- I thought as far as uh, all these Halloweens go, it was the best one they had put out in a while. Yeah. That's what I thought. I mean, listen, I can always watch Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, well, I like I like what they did with Jamie. I like that you know it's kind of a you know she was like, like crazy and you yeah. know like the people were like oh you're like the weird older lady who went through that trauma and you won't let it go. Right, you know I like the prepper one. She does. She's a great yeah. prepper, right? Like her <laughs> best role is Terminator Two, probably for most people. And uh, you're you're confusing no, your actors. No, you're wrong. You're right. I'm sorry. That's yeah. That's okay. Actress. That's okay. I just wanted to stop actress. you before you got any you're right, further. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry about that. <laughs> It's okay. That's Linda not Jamie Allison. Lee Curtis. Linda her Allison. other best role that everybody knows her from is probably True Lies. Um, for me, it's Trading Places. And Trading Places, of That's course. Trading Places. Uh, but you know, but I, what I meant to say is like you, you have these two, you know, these two people, and and the, the the concept of the woman who's like kind of the oracle of something that's going to happen in the future that doesn't let it go, very mother centric, mm-hmm. and also like wanting to care, but also like I'm going to take this into my own hands because nobody's listening to me. Yeah. Is a great is a great look for 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 her. And, yes, uh, I agree. And, and that whole ending where he kind of like, it didn't come as a surprise that she was awesome, but it came as a surprise like, oh, we trapped you down here, motherfucker. Like we had a <laughs> whole basement full of crazy ready for you. Right. And I thought that was a really interesting way to end that, that, that uh, uh, movie. I do too. So I wonder how they're picking this one up. Yeah. Well, I think that the, at the end of the day, they- Is they it brand have, new? They have to, I think they have to, 
embraced that Michael Myers is a supernatural creature. And that they haven't officially done that though, right? Technically, no. I mean, he's gotten stabbed in the face and and like lived through a lot of murder. Mm-hmm. Um, so, murder. <laughs> like technically, no. But he can pick people up and and hang them up on things. And oh yeah, Macy said this is another one, Freaky Friday. Absolutely, very good. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis movie. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, but, She's uh, the best. I, I love her. Love, love, love her. But this I'm saying at this point you have to kind of reboot the whole thing, right? But you have Jamie Lee Curtis. So what yep. are you doing? Yeah, you also have Anthony Michael Hall is going to be in this one. Ooh, really? Yeah. As Tommy Wasn't he in Dor- trouble or something recently? <laughs> like uh, that guy's screwed. Like he's like on like he he decided to do steroids and then he changed everything. <laughs> he got That's in allegedly for getting in a fight with some people at a Texas bar. Yeah, oh, is that what it was? Cause went, yeah, because he wouldn't turn his music down. Hey, listen, um, I don't want to fight the guy. The guy is pretty ripped. So the guy like, went yeah, from yeah, really being a I nerd. I think this is where we started getting into yo. the jokes. Like, like you don't want to get in a fight with him or um, uh, Carrot Top. Carrot Top, yeah. yeah. Like, but I'd like well, to see him and Carrot Top in a steel cage match. Absolutely. 100%. Anthony Michael Hall and Carrot Top to support core COVID relief <laughs> in a steel cage match. Sean Penn is the uh, is the mediator. Oh, that's so funny. Right. He so just funny. he's never watching the fight. Just you every time you cut to Sean Penn, who's supposed to be watching the fight to make sure no one's doing anything dirty. Oh, he's, he's on his bad. phone. He's not paying attention at all. No, not he's at drinking. all. He's Smoking about, a cigar, drinking yeah, some scotch. Yeah, he's talking to somebody, some girl about, um, probably his wife. about. Yeah, no, band. Layla. He's talking to yeah, Layla. He's talking to Layla about a band nobody ever has ever heard of before Yet. except him. Yeah, but uh, then yeah. he's going to make it, make sure everyone knows yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. It's a t- <laughs> right. And, oh, by the way, someone died in the ring. It's a Tibetan flute ska band that nobody's ever heard of before. Um, I would put my money on Carrot Top. <laughs> I would. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall is uh, got more anger, I think, than Carrot Top does. Is, is Anthony Michael Hall technically a redhead? That's a good question. Because if he's so. technically a redhead, that's that's a fight to the death. That's like some <laughs> muscle crow shit. I mean, that is, you know, because they got the strong gene. They do. They yeah, do. I will always bet on a redhead in an MMA fight. Oh, yeah. because it's got Every that. single time. <laughs> and I won't fight a redhead. I'll run. I'll run so fast. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. They're very strong. They don't even know how strong they are. They like farm strong. Is Connor a redhead? Tech- you guess I bet he Connor's is. A redhead. I bet he is. I'm telling you, they're farm strong. <laughs> you know, like Lenny from Mice and Men. Well, I just hugged her. It's because they don't have. They, oh, he's blonde. Uh, Mace said he's blonde. Um, I would say Connor probably is because Connor. Um, I, 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 they don't have souls. That's right, right. Redheads. Oh, according to souls. South Park, right? Yeah, they don't have souls, so they don't. They don't feel pain like the rest of us. There's no. There's no concern of death because they're. I would say they have a bigger like, soul. Yeah. They're redheads. I would say they have more soul. That's what I'm saying. I don't believe they have no soul. That being said, I still want to see that steel cage rally like, to the death. Yeah. Are you not entertained? Anthony Michael <laughs> Hall and Carrot Top. I mean, seriously, that might raise $18 million for core COVID relief. Oh. Core. I do have one last piece of good news. What? Tell me. Um, we haven't talked about it here, but you probably know this already. Uh, there's a TV yeah. show out there um, mm-hmm. starring... Um, What's the guy's name? Jason, Jason Sudeikis. Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. Uh, it's a Bill Lawrence show. It's very small. Nobody's ever heard of it. I just kind of got into it a couple days ago. No I, one heard of it when we started watching yeah, it. You know, I just kind of heard of it. I wasn't really paying attention, but this is unprecedented. It's coming a big way. Uh, but uh, Ted Lasso, the show on Apple Plus that we kind of um, like, that we kind of like so much that I've watched the entire series four times all the way through. You've done it four times already. Yeah, yeah. I've only times. done it twice. Okay, go on. Uh, it is being renewed for season three. It's being Before. already greenlit for season three. So they haven't even started production on season two yet. They've greenlit season three. 
That's the best. And by the way, that was the best news I had all week. On top of it, th- I believe this is unprecedented. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely one of those things that doesn't happen very often. You see this happen with shows that have been around for a while, right? You get you get an SNL or an Archer, uh, you know, renewed for two or three seasons. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's different. They'll do a two-season renew at once. Right. You know, but they're not doing like, oh, yeah, we renewed you for season two. And then, oh, wait, you haven't started shooting yet? We're renewing you for season three. Yep, absolutely. It's definitely not something that happens very often. I've never heard it. I mean, I'm not saying it never happened, but it's just, it's crazy. And it's it's so well-deserved. It really says something for the show. I mean, I assume what that means is they're getting in there, they're they're getting production ready, they're doing all this stuff, and they're like, oh, shit, we can do this? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's different cost savings, there's different ways that they can produce it and get it out there into the world that just must make it feel like one of those shows, like this is a no-brainer, like if we're going to do one season, let's do three seasons. Well, I mean, we're only being, uh, you know, we're, we're uh, being hypothetical, but, you know, I, I wonder if, you know, they, they were looking at some scripts in season two, mm-hmm. not knowing what's going on with COVID, loving what was happening. And they're like, listen, if we just renew you right now, instead of shooting 10 episodes, you can just shoot 20. Yep. And then we'll have them banked. Yep. That's what I think is going on. I think that they're just like, let's get this thing done. Let's really do it. People really love the first season. And we like what you're doing already. They probably, they, they've had to have read, read some of these scripts and been very excited. It can't yes. be one of those things where you're like, oh, these scripts are a problem, but let's renew <laughs> yeah, you anyway. Let's renew you anyway, yeah. No, uh, they have to be on fire right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> like all of a sudden, you know, one of the things that always cracks me up, I always tell my wife about this, is like children's movies. Like every, like every Harry Potter has to be darker than the next one. It can't be more magical than the next one. It can't be sweeter than the next one. Every TV show, or whether it's Star Wars or fucking Harry Potter or whatever, every season's darker. I want Ted Lasso to be lighter every episode, nicer every episode season, where it's the exact opposite, where everything else is like, oh, we just got real dark. Ted, uh, Ted stubbed his toe and he, uh, you know, he cried. Right. You see a tear. Yeah. Like, no, no, we don't need it to go darker. Nobody has right. to go into a shame spiral of alcoholism and, and drug abuse in yeah. the show to make it good. Yeah. Um, don't know. give someone an eating disorder. Yeah. No. You know, like just keep it exactly at the tone you have it at. Exactly. You know, exactly. Without lighter. getting silly with it. Yeah. Keep it where you are. And, and, I, and I think that that's one thing I think Bill does a really great job with uh, is, is maintaining the integrity of it. But also, I, I mean, Sudeikis has been a freaking gem with this whole thing he goes out and he's he's he retweets people he likes other people's posts he's out there really interacting with fans and people who love the show to to be and it seems very grateful for the success of the show and i think that has a lot to do with what's going on listen i agree i think it's uh it's like with Shit's creek you know it just it hits on those tenants the star trek tenants i really that's what i think it's like we all accept you you know for everything you are and everything you do and that's not what we're writing about Yep, We're 100%. writing about just the things that happen to everyday people and race, creed, color, ethnicity, uh, gender, et cetera, has yeah. no bearing yeah. just we're for humor. Gonna, we're not going to ignore those things, but we're also not going to make them the central sticking points between all these pieces. Yes. And we're going to make it like, you know, everything's accepted. So we're not saying, oh, this has to still be accepted by society. In these right. universes, we walk into everything being accepted. Yep. And if there are any shortcomings or prejudices, they're dealt with immediately and, you know, and, and hammered out. Dang right. Dang right. All right. I, I, so that's, that's news for today. You, you have a couple <laughs> of content you want to do. Let's, let's get into it. We got about six minutes. Yeah. Well, I watched, it's a very, very uh, weird movie. It's called the devil all the time. It's on Netflix. It's Antonio Campos. And I think he wrote it with his, uh, I don't know if it's his brother or his son or story by uh, Donald Ray Pollock screenplay by Antonio Campos and Paul, 
Apollo Campos. Right. So I know they're related, I'd imagine. And Antonio Campos directed it. And it's Robert Pattinson. Yep. It it is uh there's uh, what's her name Amy Wasikowski yep. I think uh there's or Mia is it Mia no it's Amy, it's Amy Mia Wasikowski I think is her name from uh, Allison Wonder you know the Tim Burton one mm-hmm. yep. um and then these guys I'd never seen before yeah well you've seen some of them so you have Tom Holland who's Spider Man oh that's who yeah, but he's the new Spider Man right new Spider Man yeah I don't the, care the about good that. the the good Spider Man yeah but that's the newest one the the newest one from the MCU yeah yeah that didn't ensnare me go on. Yeah, um, he's very he's, good. He's and he's a great Spider-Man. Um, he's the best. Well, now Spider-Man. I might watch it because of what I saw in this. And he also you. What? No, I, I know. Yeah, that's we the way need it to is. End early. Yeah, we need maybe. To end early. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, mean, I just wasn't into it with Tom Holland, but now that I've seen him do this movie, which I didn't know that he who he was, I'd never seen him before. So I'm like, all right, this guy's pretty good. He was the lead guy, yeah, right? He's he was the lead guy. He's also he. We've talked about him before. He's the one that's doing uh, the Uncharted game. Um, he's the guy in the, is, is leading that Uncharted movie. He was right. uh, uh, the da- little dancing boy back in the day. Billy um, Elliot. Billy Elliot. Oh, uh, that's, oh, see, we keep doing this. I, I, no pun intended, we keep doing this dance. Yep. And, you know, the truth is now I have to watch Spider-Man. He's Billy Elliot. He's the other, th- this guy's great. He's this guy great. is a chameleon on top of, and Bill Skarsgård's in it too. Bill Skarsgård's in it. Also, you, one of the people that you think you don't know, Harry Mel. Melling is actually uh, one of the, the chess masters in um, Queen's Gambit. No. Yep. Who did he play? Hey, Melling, he played the, 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 the one that... The Not boy in the that, Queen's Gambit, in the uh, Devil oh, all the time. Oh, he played uh, Roy Laferty. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. Like, they put this cast together, and then this this is in 19, let's say... Yeah, you also... Oh, one last. You have Sebastian Stan in this, mm-hmm. um, who was who is Winter Soldier in the Captain America movies and in the new show Falcon and Winter Soldier. So you have a- Very good also, by the way. Yeah. Um, and all the women in this movie, uh, they are... Um, there's a depth to it. There's a gravitas to all these characters. There's a lot of depth, man. I mean, the best... You know, they're all antiheroes. The best... Uh, you know, person in the movie, I guess is Holland. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he's probably got the lowest body count. Right. You know, I mean, this is a, this is about death and murder and statutory rape and religion and the South uh, in the late sixties. Mm-hmm. Well, it starts, it's really like they took uh, what, what, what's that movie with Ryan Gosling? What uh, behind the pines? Uh, sure. You no, know, do you know the one I'm talking about where he was the bank robber on the dirt bike? And he, it's where he met... Uh, um, beyond the Pines? Beyond or the, the Pines. Place, the place Beyond the Pines. Right. So that generational structure that the place Beyond the Pines does, where it's like the father and then the sins of the father put onto the son, mm-hmm. uh, it's that same structure with a Shawshank Redemption uh, narration. So you have the actual guy who wrote the book, he mm-hmm. did the narration. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. It was really weird. I mean, it was yeah. great. I thought he sounded like, like Sam Elliott meets Morgan Freeman. Interesting. And, 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 and this is the one I, I've, I read a little bit about this one. I haven't watched it all the way through yet, but where Robert Pattinson puts on this like iconic uh, accent slash like really weird kind of preacher voice. Right. No, he is Southern Baptist, like, uh, you know, but the extreme, the extreme, the talking tongues kind, not the Robert Duvall, you know, in the uh, Holy Ghost one that he right. did, but it's, it's like one step below that, you know, in, in intensity, but it's, you know, you're just watching this guy and you're like, Jesus, this guy, he can yep. do like, he really, he has no vanity. 
He can do anything. He's a horrible person in this. Yeah. Well, they say that he didn't. He wouldn't tell anybody what his accent was going to be. He told him he was going to do one. He told the director, but refused to do it before anybody until he actually started recording. And so the first time anybody heard him actually do his voice for the character was the first time that the the director said action. It worked, and he is sleazy AF. I mean, in the best way. Like, it is such a, you know, it reminded me a bit, uh, it was reminiscent of the Tom Cruise performance in Magnolia for me. Yeah? Yeah, and it did, wow. you know. I thought was, that was a transformative uh, 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 thing for me with, with Tom. The, the first time I saw him do that, I was like, oh, okay, he's not just uh, the action guy. That right. made me feel like he was an actor for the first time, like a real actor, not a movie star, an actor. I've been telling you that's what that's what happens here. You know, when you're watching this, and he's look, Robert Pattinson's obviously an actor, but you know, he's been tasked with that. You were in Twilight thing. Yeah, he's been he's which a, is he's bullshit. a heartthrob, right? He's a right. He's a hunk. He's a he's a boba hunk or whatever they call him. Right, but oh, God forbid you want to act because remember when he was taking serious roles right after all the Twilights were over? They're like, oh, you suck, you suck. It's like no, he doesn't. He's excellent. He's 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 amazing. Uh, I, I think it's the devil and all. The, isn't it? The devil all the time. The devil all the time. I said it right the first time. The devil all the time. You said it right. <laughs> the devil all the time. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, it's, it, it's not, it's like two hours and 13 minutes. It's not this short, quick movie. It's a slower paced. Oh, it's a, oh, it's on top of it. It's you know who's in it? It's great people. Who? Jason Clark. Who's Jason Clark? I don't Look know. him up. He's Star Wars guy. Like, you'll, you'll see him. I think he's in Star Wars. Let's see. English yeah, guy. Well, everybody's in this movie. Um, Chris Evans is in this movie. Uh, in what? In uh, Devil All the Time. Chris Evans was in this? Yeah. Wait, you're telling me I watched Chris Evans on screen and I didn't recognize him? According to the, the cast, yes, absolutely you did. Chris Who Evans was, was he? He played, uh, he played somebody named, oh, maybe he's just a, he sa- it says he's in the cast, but it doesn't tell me where, so maybe he was just a producer. Um, yeah, I don't think, I did not see that guy come on the screen. And th- this is a, a hell of a cast. But yeah, wait, yeah, Jason Clark. Oh, yeah, of course I know who Jason Clark is. Right. Yeah, he's great. He played Carl Henderson. You also have... Uh, he plays a serial killer in this. Yeah. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson, who's great from uh, Oh Brother Are Out There. He was one of the producers on this. You have Buster Scruggs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is what I'm telling you. This thing is, what is Antonio Campos directed? I know he's huge. I just don't know. Um, let me let me see. I can't place it because I'm telling you, you're watching this thing, and you know this is one of those movies that they would have released in normally like another month because it would have been an Oscar contender. This movie, they would have gone for Oscar stuff on this. So he, it's a it's interesting. There, there's nothing that what I would call like a mainstream movie in this list, um, but the, you know this is good stuff. So he's done. Um, his filmography is I'm trying to get here where he's the director of them. Um, Buy It Now, After School, Simon Killer, Christine. I've never heard of any of these, so I'm sorry about that. Um, I haven't either. Uh, but those were the ones before Devil All the Time. So he hasn't done a, a bunch of big things. He was, was he a writer on big stuff? I mean, how did this happen? He was I'm a writer. So um, he, wrote, he wrote Devil All the Time. He also did some stuff for, um, he did a couple little TV things. So he, he directed a couple episodes of uh, The Punisher for Netflix. Um, it looks like he did uh, something called The Sinner, Homemade. Uh, okay, he's a big TV guy. If he did The Sinner and he did The Punisher, then he's a big TV guy and he wrote this and he went out and cast it and did a hell of a job. I mean, he got a great cast. I mean, he basically went over to the, um, I mean, maybe everybody in Atlanta was just waiting around with COVID. He's like, hey, everybody who's not currently being painted up to play a a Marvel character right this minute, come over and record my little movie with me. It's great. 
Yeah, and and it look like the cinematography is um, is very very textured. It's very. It reminded me a lot of uh, Altman, and a little of like uh, uh, Terrence Malick uh, in the seventies work, um, Badlands, and I'm trying to something with Heaven that he did. The, the, the cinematography was very reminiscent to that for me. And to be a guy who, well, listen, here's the thing. This is interesting. He's a TV director. He's a big TV director, which understand, understandably now makes the jump from Netflix being the Punisher. That gets canceled. And then they're like, okay, you can go make this movie. And so he has the money. He's making the offers, right? And it plays well on the small screen. Yeah, it plays great. I mean, but I wonder a, if it would have played on a big screen, uh, you know, in the same way, let's say, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing did. You know, what? I think it would. I think this could play well. I, I think that there's the, the gravitas of his performances would have really Sorry. done a good job. Um, I uh, I think that this is one of those ones that that you know, big screen or small screen, it just plays really well, and those actors kind of come out and pop. Yeah, listen, uh, agreed. It's not a TV movie. It's definitely not a TV movie. It's a, it's a movie movie. It's a Wait, film. Did we have extra time when that we went over? No, we went way over. We oh, my talking. God. Okay, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I love when days like this happen. Please forgive me. All right, everybody, stay safe. Stay sane. Stay strong. Right, we're done, right? We're done. Okay, stay safe. Stay sane. Stay strong. Jason Smith. Cliff Dorfman, I love you, everybody. Thank you very much for everything. Take care. Bye.